Hi, I'm Jay Frosting, and you're listening to Miss Gender, a continuously updated documentary about my close friend Ashley's perspectives on being transgender, and her ups and downs as she transitions. I'm mostly here to ask the right questions and learn things as Ashley reboots her life. We welcome your questions and comments on each episode at misgender.com, on Twitter at misgender, or you can email misgenderpodcast at gmail.com. You're listening to the audio version of this episode, but we also have a video version that you can watch or subscribe to by visiting iTunes or misgender.com and finding this episode, So Many Trips, which was published December 31st, 2014. Hello, it's been too long. Hi Jay, it's been a while. I think our last episode was uh, a little ways after FFS. Nothing started bubbling or <laughs> falling off your face, uh, Terry Gilliam style? No, uh, fortunately not. Uh, it, I mean, it all went, just went really well. Um, I mean, the swelling went down, and I I feel great, and I'm really happy with it. Super duper. Yeah. Nothing weird, friend or work wise. I'm trying to think about the bits I need to catch up on. Like, um, okay, there was uh, the family reunion that uh, my extended family had in Munich. In Munich, in Germany. Yeah, I know. I'm jealous. Yeah, uh, because apparently my family's all, I mean, they're all spread out. Some people are in Amsterdam, some people in Chicago, some people in London. So Munich, as it turns out, was kind of a centralized location. Tell me all about Munich. It was really nice. We went to stay at a hotel, sort of uh, a little bit secluded on a lake. It was it was very nice. Neat. I mean, there were a bunch of, like, aunts and uncles and cousins that I hadn't seen. I mean, some of them, it had probably been 10 years, I would guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were all just very supportive. They all called me by the right name and used the right pronouns. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I know. That really helped. But the thing is that, uh, well, actually, credit to my parents, they mostly got my name right. Um, okay. My dad messed up one time. Hmm. And it was one of these things where he was talking about something, something, birth name, and then he realized, he was like, oh, uh, uh, I mean, Ashley. And then he continued on his thing. But that's, that's okay, though. That's not bad. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Uh, I mean, my mom, she seemed to be mostly just calling me by either Snooks or you or things like that. So that was not so great. Hmm. Hmm. Has that been consistent? It's kind of been. I mean, she seems just uncomfortable calling me by my name, I guess. I mean, I think she probably did maybe a couple of times or something, but yeah, there's not a lot of that. I'd love to know what goes on in their heads when they decide to use one name versus another. Like when your mother makes the effort to call you, Ashley, why does she decide in that moment to do it? Does she, have, you know, as is it after a day of getting dirty looks from you or is she drinking? Or not drinking, or... Well, I mean, I think it's it's almost as if, at least for my mom, it's almost as if she's trying to get in a token Ashley now and again so that I'll stay off her back. Hmm. And then the rest of the time, she just... An upload-download ratio. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So, but overall, I mean, the trip was was very nice overall. I, I can't really complain about that. Yeah, it sounds like it. I got back from the trip... And on my first day back at work, I was laid off. Yeah. It was a small company I'd been working for. They had six people. Oh, wow. Uh, well, five now. And right. uh, they they just, I mean, just they just straight up told me we didn't have enough business coming in. That, I mean, they liked my work. They liked me. But it's just, there wasn't the business there. You can't argue with that, really. The one thing that did raise my eyebrow a little bit was that... Um, I was not the last person hired there. I was the second to last person hired. Okay. Were you doing different work? We were doing pretty similar work. Mm. But the last person who was hired was a straight white guy. So That's one factor. Uh, yeah. They may have also been paying him less. I mean, that, that's possible. Sure. Sure. That basically the, the last person hired is usually the first person who would get laid off when times get tough. Uh, As maybe. If, maybe. Yeah, if, if, if everybody's doing roughly the same kind of work, I uh, was laid off for that reason as an information architect because 
they felt like they could offload a lot of that work to the front-end developer. But I certainly yeah. wasn't the most recent hire in that case. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, the, I mean, the other person in the company was also doing accessibility analysis, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long ago was that? Are you working at all? The reunion was uh, end of July, and my first day back at work, I think it was the 1st of August. So that's that's when that was. I mean, since then, I've been doing some interviewing uh, here and there. And um, they there has the interviews seem to go generally well, um, but it, it seems like being that it's sort of near the end of the year and so on, the companies are kind of holding off those decisions until the new year. Consultancies a lot of the time stop making any decisions in all of December. Yeah, pretty much. But having said that, one of the companies that I've been interviewing with, they said that um, they had a bit of subcontracting available. So they offered that to me and I've been doing a bit of that. So uh, it's not quite a full 40 hours a week, but I mean, yeah. it certainly helps. You're collecting unemployment? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we're recording this on December 23rd, so hopefully in a fortnight things will start getting better. I hope so. I mean, I, I think that once the new year comes around, maybe something can play out there. Yeah, it's almost inevitable. That's what I like to say about finding new work. It's almost inevitable. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I'm, I'm generally optimistic about it. Yeah. Yeah, because it seemed like of the couple of companies that I've been interviewing with, that they generally... They... They seemed like business was sort of picking up a little bit, but it, it, it didn't seem like it was just a superfluous interview. It seemed like they were at least poking the bushes. Or Is that the right? I don't know. I've never heard that before, but I know what you mean. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. But uh, later in August, though, my brother and his then fiance Margaret, uh, they got married. That's fun. It, is, it was really super fun. I mean, they, they live in Boston. Well, I guess Cambridge. The, the wedding was there was at the end of August, and unlike, say, Texas in August, it's actually very nice in Boston in August. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I know. It was in, like, the 70s. It was just a, a wonderful experience, and, and I was really, I really felt included with the other women who were there. Um, How so? Well, for instance, on the morning of the wedding, um, my brother's fiance and a bunch of other women at the wedding were going to get their, their hair done. And they invited me along. So I said, yeah, I would love to do that. Super. Yeah, it was super nice of them. Do you have pictures of, of you uh, with your hair done? Um, I don't know. I may have to check for those, yeah. You need to, you need to raise your selfie game. I'm never really sure, like, our, our selfies come off as vain or if they're just... Nobody uses that word anymore. That's what I've, that's what I've discovered. Wait, what, vain? Yeah. What do people um, use instead? Conceited? Um, I think it's just normal now to be vain. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a David Bowie song. <laughs> cool. But uh, the wedding, in other senses, was was very nice too. Um, they had uh, the the wedding was at a, a Catholic church in Cambridge. Oh. It was in on the on the Saturday on the afternoon, and uh, I got a little the. Corsage, that's the, that's the flower thing, right? A corsage is a flower thing. Okay, sure. I just want to make sure I got the right word for these, because I, yeah, I, sure. don't, I don't know how this uh, works. On a man, it's called a boutonniere. Oh, it is? Yeah. I should say on a suit, it's called a boutonniere. If it's around your wrist, it's a corsage. Mine was around my wrist, I think. Yes. Yeah. But they allocated one of those for me, because I was the sister of the groom. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. it was really nice. So they got married at the church, and then they had a reception at sort of a... It was out in the country at sort of like this old house that I'm guessing someone used to live there, but now it's sort of for receptions and such. Among other things, on the inside, there was like a, a fireplace. No fire in it because it's August. But mm. on the mantle around it, there were a bunch of family pictures of... Adrian and Margaret and my parents and so on. Okay. And the there were no pictures of old me. So I thought that was just really nice. Wow. I love that. That's thoughtful. I know. It's really, really thoughtful. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost cried. It was, it was 
Because it was something where clearly they had thought to do that. Yeah. And it was just a very nice touch. Yeah. Your brother's yeah. great. Yeah. Margaret seems great. Margaret is great. I like Margaret a lot. Are either one of them Catholic? I think Adrian and Margaret are were both raised Catholic. The degree, the degree to which they're practicing Catholics, I'm not as certain. Does that mean you were not raised Catholic? No, I was raised Catholic, oh, yeah. okay. All right. I just didn't want to make it about me or whatever. Oh, but yeah, okay. I think that's one of the reasons they had in the Catholic Church because of their belief system as well as their families and hmm. so on. Yeah. Quick sidebar, what do you think about the new slash current Pope? The new slash current Pope, he, he's, did I say perp? <laughs> My God. Okay. As far as I know, he's not under investigation I for know. crimes. So the, the new slash current Pope seems to be better than the old Popes. For one thing, he's not saying that um, gay people should be shunned from the church. Okay. He, he hasn't quite taken a step of saying that some people are just born one way or another, mm. but he at mm. least seems to be more open to tolerating people of different backgrounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He hasn't said anything about having like women in the priesthood. So that's, I mean, no big surprise, but mm -hmm. that would have also been nice because come on, who, who are we getting here? What would you think is the best thing the Pope could reasonably do? Like in the next, uh, Two years. The best thing maybe for him to say that LGBT people are just born that way and we should welcome them with open arms. Okay. That'd because, be nice. for example, there are some countries in Africa where you can be thrown in jail for being gay. Yeah. That's, that's so, so bogus. Okay, sidebar over. Okay, so wedding <laughs> stuff. We were staying at various, a couple of different hotels as far as my family and uh margaret's side of the family and that kind of thing a lot of us were at one of the hotels that was about maybe a mile and a half from sort of the church we could work walk there if we needed to although in the heels i was wearing i was not about to do that no so we would just take taxis and that was fine but um on one of the taxi rides um i think it was maybe to the rehearsal dinner i was sharing a taxi with my dad in the back seat and my dad was trying to figure out whether his phone was on vibrate because my dad treats his cell phone like most people treat their fine china, which is to say it sits on the shelf 52 weeks out of a year and maybe okay. now again, if <laughs> a special occasion, he'll use it. All right. So he doesn't really know how to work it very well. And it's also one of these old like Nokia 3650s or, you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember the model in particular. But it's like yes, the candy I... bar phone where... Yeah. It's got like the the two line display, okay. so of course my dad's like, "Hey, could you see if this is on vibrate?" And I'm like, "Okay," so I'm pushing buttons, and the menu system's of course terrible. Mm -hmm. So eventually I said, "Well, how about this, Dad? I'll just call your phone from my phone, okay, and then we'll see whether it's on vibrate." Yeah. So he said, "Okay, let's do that." So I hand his phone back to him, and I I, I dialed it up on on my phone, and so uh, my dad's phone lit up. And then in a computerized voice, it says, call from birth name. Oh. Call from birth name. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I'm like, oh my God. And you slapped the phone out of his hand and it flew out the window. And... At that point, I was like, yeah, you'll have to change that. But mm. the thing is, mm. I, he didn't really seem embarrassed at all about it. Like, you'd almost expect a reaction not unlike if your phone had gone off during the opera or something and it would be an embarrassing thing. Yeah. But he was just like, oh, that's happening. So <laughs> <laughs> that's happening. Well, I mean, his reaction, he, he could clearly see that the phone was lit up and hear that it was making sounds, but he didn't seem perturbed by it. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, my dad is pretty terrible with electronics yeah, and it things. It sounds like he doesn't touch it. Yeah, he doesn't really touch it, and he's not really good with tech stuff so it is plausible that maybe it had been sitting on the shelf for six months or something <laughs> but it, well the thing is even if it, if it had been six months i think it, a more important metric might be the last time you called that number that's true that could have been maybe a year earlier or something mm. like that all that aside even if he has some excuse it would have been it would have been i guess a little comforting if he had shown some reaction to it instead of just Certainly. Yeah. 
when's the next time you're going to visit them? I'm actually uh, visiting my parents in two days. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to update his phone for him. Yes. Yes, I'm going it, to update. If, if nothing else, the menu is too confusing for him to edit your name. Yeah, pretty much. And what I'll probably have to do is Google the manual and then use that because yeah. my I keep saying to my dad things like you should just get like a smartphone and it'd be easier to use. My dad's saying, no, I'm not, I'm not smart enough for that. I need a simple phone like this one. Yeah. But the thing is, the smartphones are actually easier because you get like a nice menu and it's in yeah. color and it's yeah. it's not just like OK cancel and some stubby little arrow buttons. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, but I mean, overall, he, I mean, he did use my name other times and used the right pronouns. So yeah. Mm. It wasn't for naught. Um, yeah. an another thing that was a little bit odd was um, we were, let me think, it was uh, the day after the wedding on the Sunday, and we were just getting dinner in town. It was um, my my parents, my brother and me, Margaret, and our close family friend, uh, Duncan. So we went to this r restaurant, and it was, it was nice, and... Um, my dad got an heirloom tomato appetizer, I believe. Okay. And so uh, he, he ate some of it, and then I um, said, well, can I can I have that last tomato? Because he didn't seem to be eating it. So he said, oh, mm. sure, yeah, you can have that. So so fast forward, we had the rest of the meal and so on. And after the meal, we caught a taxi back to the hotel. My dad was telling Duncan about how the food was. I think Duncan asked, how, how was things? And my dad said, "Oh, we, it was it was. I really enjoyed my tomato appetizer, and then uh, I didn't want to spoil my dinner, so I left a little bit there. And then uh, he asked me if he could have the last tomato. Uh, and then, uh, oh no, yeah, and he just blew right past it, and then went on to the next part of his story without, without realizing it, mm. which, which may be sad since usually with people who are." putting in a good effort if something slips out they will realize it almost right away yeah so it was just odd that he didn't he just blew right through the stop sign did duncan react uh, duncan did not react but duncan is um duncan is not one to to rock the boat he he wants to get along with people and so on so he probably didn't want to i guess call my dad out right then and there after that dinner, we got back to the hotel, and we thought, hey, let's have an after-dinner drink at the bar at the hotel, so mm. I wasn't going to decline that. So we got some drinks, and we're sitting around one of the tables there, and um, my mom got to telling me, or to telling Duncan, about some anecdote from when I was a little kid. My mom is introducing the anecdote, and she says, uh, and then, and she motions in my direction, uh, my oldest child said, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> because I'm sure my mom thinks she's being totally sly about this. Like that. You think so? Well, if she thought she was just face planting, which she no, kind it sounds, of is. Sounds passive aggressive. I can't help but think that if she knew that it was being noticed so easily and it was being so obvious, mm. I, I can't think. I don't know. It would seem like it would be sort of an embarrassing thing if it was. Something that she realized was so easy to catch on about, or I, I don't know. Names and pronouns aside, is she kind to you? My mom is kind to me. Yeah, yeah, she's generally quite a kind okay. person. I'm sure I've asked that before. I just wanted to check in. Make sure yeah, that was still true. I, I wonder if maybe part of it is still her hang on to the idea that, oh well, we gave her this name, and that's the one that. Parental mm -hmm. privilege, whatever. Mm -hmm. As if to think that I'm usurping the name I gave them or something. I don't know. But it's it sounds like it's not so frustrating that you feel the need to send them letters. It's not quite to that stage, yeah. Because it's the kind of thing where it's just less than an obvious trend. It's the kind of thing where they almost have some plausible deniability to it. Mm. It's not like they're not calling me Ashley ever. They're yeah. calling me Ashley occasionally. So mm -hmm. even if I were to say something like, you didn't call me Ashley over these two or three days, 
that wouldn't actually be true because they probably called me actually a couple of times. Yeah. But at least my dad doesn't go into those hijinks of this one over here or my oldest uh-huh. child. See that humanoid over there? <laughs> I'm related to it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than those bits, it seemed like things were moving in the right direction with my parents. Mm-hmm. But I guess mm-hmm. with those bits, it made me wonder. Um, the one thing I did notice was that as as far as patterns and such, is that like the, the ride back from the restaurant in the taxi? I mean, my dad had a couple of glasses of wine with dinner. Maybe he was feeling more loose or whatever. Maybe my dad is sort of humoring me more when he's just every day. Well, it, it used to be that your parents had a rule about using the correct name only around certain people, around whom they thought if they used the wrong name, you would be embarrassed. I remember a story about going to a liquor store, and they used the right uh, pronoun right. in there. Right, we went to Total Wine. This was, I guess, the summer of 2013 or 2012? Probably 2012, yeah. And um, it so happened that the manager of the liquor store happened to be the guy who used to work at my dad's local liquor store, that he had mm. been transferred to the Dallas one. Mm. And so my dad said... Uh, so like, oh, hey, Jeff, how's it going? Fancy seeing you here. This is my daughter, Ashley, I think, something like that. That was very nice, of course. At other times when my parents have just seemed to have ignored that, their excuses at the time were, oh, well, they already know you're trans. As if the only embarrassment was being outed by my whole name. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So for quite a while around like relatives and stuff, they didn't put really any effort into it because they they didn't think it was a big deal as if to think that outing me was the only embarrassing part about it but you've explained genders just <laughs> dysphoria to them on at least two occasions oh uh, sure sure yeah and and through letters and so on and 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 nowadays i mean i got an email from my brother the other day talking about for instance when he's just on the phone with my parents uh, my brother said Mom and dad use Ashley and proper pronouns when you're not around. I mm. can't remember the last time uh, I heard your birth name, although they sometimes also use Snooks, mm-hmm. or or the last time they use he when you weren't around. Hmm. So hmm. it seems it like seems like they don't have a rule at all, and they're in in the earlier times they just didn't understand that. I mean, granted, outing me is bad, but that is not the only bad part. Just using my birth name was also hurtful. I think I think that part they sort of have their head around now. Maybe they don't use it all the all the time. I mean, from what my brother tells me, it sounds like when they talk with him and so on that they use my name, which is excellent. But I, I gotta wonder if maybe if it's just the two of them around the house, whether they would use use my name and so on. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, the most likely reason for that is that at some point, Adrian said, listen, you should probably call her Ashley, even if it's just us talking. That's quite possible. Yeah. <clears throat> he could totally have done that. Yeah. Did you dance at the wedding reception? Uh, nope. <clears throat> You're supposed to dance. Did they not do the time warp? Is that the song? Well, it's not a time warp. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could have read about that. Oh my god, yes, okay, yes. I wasn't sure if it was like a special dance, like... Yeah, it's both. Okay, I don't think they did the time warp. Okay, did but, they not um, play the twist? No, there's no twist. There was also no Hokey Pokey. Yes, because that is the stupidest song ever. Of course there is, that's for kids. Uh, yeah, but people do it at weddings and, uh, and mitzvahs. How about Paradise by the Dashboard Light? You would have noticed it's 11 minutes long. Okay, probably not that one. They're good tracks, but the thing is, I, I'm terrible at dancing. Like, my, my hips... You could do the twist. I could do the twist, yes. Because I know how to draw myself off after the, top, after the shower. But uh, my dad celebrated his 70th birthday this year. And to celebrate, my family went down to Savannah for a weekend in Georgia. It's not that we know anyone in Savannah. My parents just thought, oh, it'll be warm there and pretty. So, sure. And it happens that my, Kev, my friend Kevin is there. So I got to have lunch with him and his lovely wife and two kids. Yeah. So that was fun, too. We went down there and rented a house for the weekend. It was, it was generally very nice. Um, there was one part, though, 
that kind of seemed weird. It was when uh, we were going to dinner on the Saturday night and we were seated at the restaurant and we're looking over at the drinks menu and so on. And uh, my dad was figuring out some wine to order for the table. He's asking me if I might have some wine. I said, I'll private glass, but I may start with the gin and tonic. I'll mm. have to ask them what kind of gins they have. Mm. And then the server comes by and takes our drink orders. And when she gets to my dad, she uh, she asks what he would like to drink, and he orders the wine. And then my dad says, uh, oh, and uh, he had wanted to ask which gins you have. I'm shaking my head. At this point, the server just kind of stared at my dad blankly, like... Yeah. Wait, who's... <laughs> what? Maybe, maybe the server thought your dad meant Elijah, because there was an empty chair at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could be. What? Uh, oh, man. So it was just sort of an awkward pause there, and then I finally said, no, I was the one who was having gin. Oh, that's, that's fun. Yeah, because theoretically oh, could have been Adrian, although my dad was kind of giving me one of these, like, thumb motion things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was heartening that the server was confused. Sure. But at the same time, it was weird that my dad just kind of blurted that out. And I don't know what his rules are. I don't think he has any rules I don't think I don't think it's a specific rule thing. I think he's probably trying at least some of the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's trying mostly around family and friends, perhaps? I can only think that... If someone's using my right name, like, all the time, usually if they mess up, they realize almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Seems like it. I don't know. This is a little bit offhand, but for those of you who are just listening, uh, Ashley's hair looks the most feminine I think I've ever seen it. Uh, and I would be really confused <laughs> if, a, if a server thought you were a man. Not to say a man couldn't have that haircut, but I've never seen it. I mean, one thing I'll definitely say... Since having FFS back in April, facial feminization surgery, mm -hmm. that I can look in the mirror and I can see the person looking back at me who I had expected to see look back at me all this time. That's lovely. It is really nice. It is Great really nice. Yeah. So I'm... It wasn't out of the blue for the server to be kind of thrown off kilt, but mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It turns Sorry out I tangent. had another trip this year. Um, That's so many trips. I know. So my uh, brother and his wife, Margaret, they celebrated Thanksgiving with uh, Margaret's family this, this year. So that was fine. It turns out, I mean, Adrian wasn't around, but I was happy that he could be with loved ones for, for Thanksgiving. Sure. My parents, they would, it was sort of a bit like the reunion where they would use my name now and again. Um, but also Snooks a bunch. Mm. Um, my dad did seem to use my name uh, sort of in earnestly. He's, he would seem to use it close to the amount a normal person would. Okay. <laughs> my mom, though, not so much. She was mostly just calling me you or Snooks. Wait, what's, what's scrunchy face? I'm making scrunchy face because... Uh, I'm probably projecting, as a psychologist would say. Psychiatrist? Whichever. You're not obligated to go visit people that don't treat you well. I mean, you're, you're totally right about that. I, I think the way I think of it is that in as much as they seem to be blasé about some parts of it, it seems like at least my dad seems to be putting in some effort to it. I mean, he... Yeah. My mom seems maybe trying to sidestep it more. Let's say... Uh, your mom is visiting a sick friend somewhere else. If you went and had Thanksgiving with just your dad, how would that go? Well, the thing is, my parents typically will have a bunch of people over for Thanksgiving, like aunts, right. uncles, neighbors. So my dad would probably still invite them. Okay. And then, so it would probably be, I mean, if my mom weren't there, it would increase the chances of people calling me by the right name. Uh, anybody, including your dad? My mom was dragging down the average. So if she wasn't there then it would bump up the average a bit. Yeah. And to be sure, it's not that she's calling me by my birth name or hasn't in some time, but just that she falls back on Snooks, which is just a childhood nickname. And that's 
That is not a replacement for a name. What if she came up with a brand new nickname like uh, Sexy Pants? <laughs> I think I've asked that before too with that same stupid nickname. Um, what if she called you Eggnog? I might almost be okay with that. If only, because then I would know that it was representing Naomi. Yeah. Right. It, would, it would still be a notch below my name, but oh. it, would, it would be better than Snooks, maybe. Do you dislike Snooks because Snooks was male or treated as one? Um, I I think Snooks was, I mean, it's just nonsense words, so it's yeah. it doesn't intrinsically have a gender to it. But I think that my concern with it is that in my parents' mind, it's male. Mm, okay. So it's not so much how other people might perceive it, but what it says to me is that my parents haven't moved past that. Right. And the traditional female version is Snooky, as we all know. I suppose so, yeah. Sure, yeah. And to be sure, it's not a it's not a bad nickname, and if they were to call me that occasionally, that'd be fine, but it's just, as long as it's more of an occasional thing, not yeah. a most what, of the time What percentage thing. is occasional? 25% maybe. Oh, I was okay. What were you? Wait, what were you thinking? I was, I was thinking ten. Well, maybe ten. I figure I'll, I'll set a low bar to start with, yeah. Because now with my mom, especially, it seems to be over fifty percent. I mean, for instance, over Thanksgiving with my parents, um, I took a tally on how often they would call me Snooks, how often they call me by my name. Um, and for instance, on uh, the first day I was there, they called me Snooks nine times, and actually twice mm. although on the second day they call me snooks five times and ashley four times so that was closer to being even mm-hmm. but then again on the third day it snooks 10 times versus ashley five times yeah. so it's sort of a two to one thing yeah another thing that i noticed over thanksgiving um i mean my uh aunts and uncles and cousins who were there were all super supportive set part was totally great uh on one of the other evenings when my parents and I were just chatting in the living room, I think my mom had asked something like, when's your flight out on on Saturday? And I think my dad said something like, oh, I think his flight out is around one o'clock. Yeah. And That's then rude. twice. It is. And Unless then you had a mouthful of food at the time or something. I may have. Um, <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't begrudge my dad chiming in. That part was fine, but of course okay. he messed up my pronouns. And then yeah. he went on to talk about, oh, and we should get there an hour ahead of time, blah, blah, blah. But what was weird is that neither of my parents noticed that. Because you, th- I mean, under normal circumstances, the person who said it would realize within a second or two. Yeah. But even then... I don't suppose either of your parents have had... Uh, anti-torture training or <laughs> used to have a gambling problem or something where they needed to develop a poker face nope but that's the to me that was the part that strikes me as odd where if they had been using my name around each other just around the house yeah then presumably there'd be plenty of times where even just innocent mistake they one of them or the other mess it up uh-huh. even if that person didn't notice right away presumably the other person yeah would chime in and say, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. it's, yeah. Your logic is totally sound there. So when my dad flubbed it and then kept going and neither of them said anything, that was kind of weird. Mm. Um, and then, Do your but parents I, notice you keeping a tally, do you think? No, they're oblivious. I mean, they'll see me tap something on my phone now and again, but they probably assume I'm just sending a text or... Mm-hmm. But uh, when my dad messed up my pronoun that time while we're just chatting around the living room i did correct him and say uh well no it is her yeah and then my dad said uh oh right and then just kept going yeah that's what he does yeah i can't imagine that if say i had gotten married and my last name changed based on my spouse's last name or something if it were that scenario then if my parents had used my maiden name by accident surely they would oh i'm sorry i meant to call you ashley other last name Mm, i think for them first names and last names have totally different importances 
Yeah, I mean, they, they may well. It seems like within the realm of names that there are at least some situations where they put, would put in some effort. Yeah. You're not an antagonist, so you won't do this, but I, I want you to lie to them and say, I'm, I'm going to change my name again to uh, Priestess Snickerdoodle. <laughs> <laughs> just, to oh see what, just to see what they say. And give it a week. That would be hilarious. Yeah. One of the other weird things with my visit over Thanksgiving and presumably this coming visit is that uh, my parents, like many parents, have pictures scattered about the house of mm. kids growing up, that sort of thing. But all all the pictures of old me are just exactly where they've always been. It just they just seem totally oblivious to the idea that it would that I would care about it, which I of course it's it weirds me out every time since I don't even look like that person anymore. It just feels like like some kind of I don't know stand-in sibling or something. And yet, I don't know how quite to bring it up with them. Because normally you would just say, if someone were supportive and such, like, oh, by the way, I don't feel as connected with these photos. Uh, one of the answers I think you gave me that took me by surprise as we started recording a long time ago was when I asked about telling a story that you were in from before the transition and what name should I use and what pronoun should I use. Oh, sure, yeah. Um wasn't totally surprised that you said it. I'd rather you use my uh, correct name and pronouns, but uh, I was sort of 50-50 on it. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. Sure, yeah. That's um, a common thing that cis people sometimes are ambiguous about. That's fine. Are what about? Ambiguous. Ambiguous, okay. Well, yeah. So you called me a bigot. I was going to be <laughs> punching you. No, no. You were the opposite of bigot. Have you had that talk with your parents? It's, it's come up. It was, um, we were talking about how I chose the college I went to. And my dad was talking about how when I was in my senior year in high school, or I think it was maybe the summer beforehand, how we took a road trip and visited a bunch of the schools that were on my list. And he was telling a story and said, uh, and the school he chose was Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, no, she. Mm -hmm. And my dad said... But you were a he at the time. Yeah. And I'm trying to think what I said. I think it's something like, uh, no, I've, al I've always seen myself as, as, as she. Um, so that was one of those things where it was maybe sort of a correction, but I wasn't as upset about that in particular since that's a common thing that some mm -hmm. people are unsure about. We haven't had a full proper conversation about yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's the same thing with the photos then because they're... I'm sure they're under the impression that you think you've lived two lives, basically. I... That, you, that you were totally okay with one identity and then decided that you weren't. That, that might be how they see it. Yeah. So. As opposed to living in a costume, I suppose. Right. And, yeah. And to put it mildly, feeling confused a lot. Yes, yes. But I think in one of the letters I had sent to my parents, I had mentioned that in the before times, it, it felt like wearing a costume. So, I mean, there was at least that, but I could, it's totally plausible that maybe they are, just have no idea. Yeah. yeah. You could always um, take measurements of the photos uh, and then have little new faces printed with, uh, with your lovely hairdo, and then the next time you visit them, paste them on top of the frames. I mean, just aside, I have thought about maybe having one of my friends, maybe my friend Aaron, perhaps, uh, help me with some photos, or maybe maybe Andrew, perhaps. Um, mm -hmm. But getting some prints made up, and then just giving them the photos, maybe even already in frames and such. Sure. Perhaps also saying at the time, hey, I, th I thought you might like some more up-to-date photos of me. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. I think yeah. that's very nice. Yeah. Because having the photos up, it, it's not only weird and hurtful, but it also means that anytime anyone visits the house, it outs me. Mm, mm, yeah. Because, like, if some new neighbor moves in down the street and they, they invite them over for a glass of wine or something, they might be sort of perusing the, the kitchen or and see some photo like, oh, are these your two kids? And then, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of the, the other sad part. Anyway, hey, we got a question from the audience. Oh. Read it to me. Okay. This is a tweet 
from uh, from Dinah. Hey, favorite audience member Dinah. I know. Well, favored. I don't want anybody else to feel bad. Right, but she's she's right up there. She's a very good friend. Yeah, and uh, a good listener. So, Dinah writes. What's been the most surprising thing to you about either or both the transition in making this series? Ah, okay. I think the most surprising thing about my transition was how significant it would be to lose male privilege. Oh, give me some examples. As one example, um, about a year and a half ago, I was interviewing with a company in town. They, they invited me to have an interview and... During that first interview, they explained that they would typically have like a multi-interview process. The mm. first one would be sort of a getting to know you thing with a few general technical questions. And then the second one, for people who were invited for the second one, would be more of a technical interview. And then there may have been a third one. Mm. So uh, we had the first interview and we got on really well and I answered their questions. And it seemed like I would be at least a decent for their team but um i mean there were little signs that they may not have been as used to having women as part of their development team hmm. i mean because they would say things like oh don't worry you wouldn't be the only woman on the team if you were to join hmm. that and just came like, out of nowhere um i think it was toward the end when we're talking about sort of the the team makeup and um company culture and things like that okay so it wasn't totally out of the blue, but it was something that revealed that they obviously noticed that I would be certainly maybe not the only woman on the team, but one of the few, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I, the, the, the kicker for me was that uh, a week or two later, normally I would have had a, a shoe in for the second interview because the first one seemed to go great. Um, and certainly if the same interview had happened in the before times, I thought, oh, I would easily get to the second interview. Mm -hmm. But they never asked me back for the second interview. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I can only think that it was that they didn't feel as comfortable with women or something because given the question that they asked me and the answers that I gave them, that I didn't facepalm any of the questions or whatever. Wow. I, I was generally pretty smart that day, so... So that kind of that was kind of a bummer. There are times where I send in a resume and follow up and doesn't seem to go anywhere. And mm. I mean, it could be maybe that they've already filled the position or something, or maybe it's something else. It's just kind of hard to say. It's kind of one of those sneaking feelings. Yeah, I believe I've seen some studies this year in 2014 that present some pretty compelling evidence that even just seeing a feminine or masculine name on a resume will influence your decision to go forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. sucks. You may also be familiar with the idea of how if a woman is outspoken, she may be perceived as being quote-unquote aggressive or something, but if a, a man is outspoken, he may be perceived as being confident or something sure. like that. And I got some of that impression from, I guess, working over the last year or so where sometimes if we might be having an internal meeting before a project started, you know, I might bring up a concern of mine, like maybe we shouldn't do it this way or something. It seemed like they weren't as open to my criticisms as they were from some of the men on the conference call. Hmm. Like they expected sort of the quote unquote woman's role of like getting along and being nurturing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They didn't expect pushback. I mean, or there have been other times where I've been on like a conference call and I have like a, a question or a point that I'd like to bring up. And I just, I, I can't even fit a word in edgeways where yeah. people will like talk over me or interrupt me. Men don't seem to interrupt each other, at least then, not to that extent. And then do you just give up your point? Sometimes I'll just wait until it's at the end of that portion of the call and i was like oh there was one other thing i wanted to bring up uh, so i mean i'll still be able to make the point but you it shouldn't just, have to wait. i just feels like they're my words are getting stomped on sometimes yeah. because yeah. i wasn't seen as being on a, the same level as some of the other people on the call 
This yeah. is also off topic, but are you holding your shoulders differently? Because the way they're hanging also looks very feminine. And I don't oh, know if, if that's something you ever concentrated on over the last few years or... I... Well... Maybe okay. it's the cut of the shirt. I don't know. It's somebody maybe the cut of the shirt. That could be totally possible. Um... Another factor is that I have a bad habit of hunching my shoulders, even just when mm. I'm sometimes sitting. And some of it may be due to, like, the armrests on my uh, chair are not adjustable, just as it turns out. You should fix that. I should do that once yeah. I have a job. Yeah. My shoulders are not something that typically bother me, at least so far. Oh, but okay. having said that, I don't disagree that getting a better chair is probably a good idea. Yeah. Mm. At any rate, to get back on track, um, I had this bad habit of like hunching my shoulders a little bit, um, and so I'm just making a conscious effort to relax them. Ah, uh, good. And so that may be part of it. Maybe I'm actually achieving that rather than just failing. <laughs> I'm wishing you uh, a lot of luck on your upcoming trip to see your parents. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Do you have anything, lady, like you'd like to show me? I do. Yeah. Do you know how many jobbies? Got two jobbies. You better have two jobbies. This is Too Faced lip insurance. The, the reason this may sound familiar is because Too Faced, which is T-O-O Faced. Oh, that's right. Has another product called Shadow Insurance, which is mm. also the same color scheme. Okay, that does And Shadow funny. Insurance, I actually checked. It was one of the first things we talked about on the show. Neat. Uh, All right. It was on the show from June 22nd, 2012. Okay. And... Just to give a quick recap, shadow insurance is a primer for eyeshadow. So you put this on your eyes where the eyeshadow will be, you leave it alone for 30 seconds or so, and then you apply eyeshadow, and it has better staying power, and you get more vivid colors. This right. is actually, I mean, amongst the makeup I use, some of the things I rotate out now again if I find a better product or such, but this is two-faced shadow insurance has been one of my go-to products for a long time. It's fantastic. I use it every time I wear makeup. It's great. Mm -hmm. So I was just at the Ulta the other day and discovered that Too Faced now has lip insurance. Cool. Yeah. And it is a lipstick primer, which actually I'm not sure I knew existed, although I'm not terribly surprised. You got like a little swabby thing and a wandy, chobby. <laughs> and then, you know, beep, 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 beep on your lips and then you apply lipstick uh and lip liner if you want or lip gloss mm. and there you go pops your uncle and it actually makes a big difference i found um i first tried it on saturday and um a couple of friends and i went out to a mexican restaurant and my lipstick while normally would have been kind of decimated after having gone through a meal yeah it actually held up really well. It wasn't quite 100%, but it was looking pretty good after having had enchiladas and stuff. Uh-huh. So I can totally recommend this. It's, um, the, the company is Too Faced, T-O-O Faced. It's called uh, Lip Insurance, and I checked on the prices. Um, it is uh, $19, and this will probably last for, like, for months. Oh, wow, great. Yeah. So... When you're wearing lipstick and eating, like, a burrito, mm -hmm. how much of an effort do you have to make to not get lipstick on the burrito and then eat a lipsticky burrito? Okay, so here's the thing. So all lipstick is approved by the FDA. Like, you could theoretically eat lipstick, which yeah. is what ends up happening anyway in very minute amounts with, like, yeah, the yeah, burrito yeah. example. Usually I just, like, I don't really care, but... um. I mean, because typically, if you bite into a burrito, it's mostly your teeth that are having mostly contact with the burrito. Uh, it's funny because, you know, I, for almost 40 years, I've seen lipstick marks on coffee cups and been fine with that. And I always thought it was kind of charming. <laughs> anti but when I imagine the same thing happening to a burrito, it seems gross. <laughs> Do you feel sorry for the burrito? No, I feel sorry for the person who has to look at it and then keep eating it. <laughs> but maybe, I guess I shouldn't. I've eaten burritos with people, and surely some of them were wearing lipstick, but I never saw lipstick marks on This on is food the most like amusing that. revelation. <laughs> I've never see, seen it outside of the coffee cup for some reason, or the wine glass. Sure, wine glasses, yes, yep, yep. Um, yeah, Too Faced, lip insurance, it's, it's pretty great. Great. It'll, yeah. 
And from what I've read online, um, apparently it can make quite a difference with uh, lip gloss too. Because mm. lip gloss is, generally speaking, even more fragile than lipstick as far as endurance and so on. Okay, so second job is actually not a product, but this is a tip that I figured out. Cool. For nail stuff, you would never guess, right? <laughs> hey. I, I mean, know. There's, there's like 20 of them, so. I was reading on some nail blog about applying nail polish and such, and um, they had mentioned that if you apply thinner coats of polish, that you can get a more resilient polish. Because usually it'll More create... resilient, you said? Yes, resilient. Okay. Yeah. Typically, you'd have a base coat, say, maybe two color coats and then a top coat. Um, so you're going to have multiple coats in there. But I, this is just kind of some conjecture on my part, but I can imagine that if they were thinner coats, that they might be more flexible, more able to bend with your nails and such, okay. rather than cracking, which could lead to chips. Okay. And I've actually tried it, and it does seem to help a bit. Um, huh. Of course, it means that sometimes... A nail polish that might normally take two coats might end up taking three coats of color. But if you get an extra day or day and a half wear out of it, maybe that's okay. Hmm. That's kind of handy. Nice. It is. I mean, I will add that this is sort of a side thing, but for my brother's wedding, I got, uh, I went to get a manicure and I got gel nails, hmm. which I talked about on an earlier show about, mm -hmm. I mean, they're super resilient. And that was the reason I, I, I went to do that. Um, the only thing and is um, at once the wedding was done, I was back in Dallas that I didn't want to have to take the gel nails off because that's kind of a nuisance. They're they're almost they're kind of hard to get off. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you have to soak your hands in acetone and then familiar, yeah. perhaps even use like a cuticle pusher to like scrape it off of your ah, nails. I see. Yeah. So I just, after the wedding, I just went to get a manicure and had to put on regular polish, which oh. also involved having them take off the gel polish. Oh, so that smart. solved that part. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I have to go drink some eggnog. Okay. Thank you for catching up with us. Yeah, totally. This has been good. Yeah. And enjoy what you can of the rest of the year, and I'll see you in 2015. Thank you. That sounds awesome, Jay. Bye, sweetie. Bye, Jay. Bye.